Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Tennis Unfiltered, a snap podcast. Uh, George and I are going to react. I'm just going to say live to the draw, but that is so untrue in so many senses. I'm not sure I can even bastardize the word. Uh, I have nipped off site at Wimbledon. Um, so I'm just outside the grounds recording this. Uh, to react to the draw, which took place just just an hour ago, um, in which many of you will have watched, in fact, for the first time in Wimbledon history. They used to put it on the radio, which I always thought was pretty quaint, but dragging themselves, well, I was going to say 21st century, but into the 20th century, um, 21st maybe a little bit uh, high and mighty for Wimbledon. Uh, the top lines, of course, you already have heard. Andy Murray drawing fellow Brit Ryan Peniston in the first round. Venus Williams against Alina Svitolina. They are, of course, the biggest news. But we'll take you through line by line. We'll talk about maybe who we're going to pick in our fantasy teams. And me and George will try not to embarrass ourselves too much. We will start with the women's singles and the top section, uh, headed, of course, by number one seed Iga Shontek. Um, a little bit of news breaking this morning, by the way, is that Iga Shontek just pulled out of a match in bad homburg i'm told she had a bad homburger uh sorry bad hamburg no i mean i must thank elmer crooks for that gag um but it's not great news because she does have food poisoning she says she didn't really sleep last night um and because of the way the draw is novak Djokovic will open center court on monday and the top half of the women's draw therefore will dovetail with it which means Iga shontek will have to play on monday so she has just three days to recover from food poisoning, George. Um, I think probably that won't... I mean, obviously it's not great from a physical standpoint, but there's nothing in her first couple of days that should worry her, right? Zhu Lin in the first round and then either Trevor San or Sarah Cerebus Tormo in the second round. Yeah, I think she should be feeling uh, feeling pretty good about it. Just a. A point of clarification. Am I right in thinking that the reason her draw has to go with Novak's is because they open it with the men's singles champion on Monday and they open it with the women's singles champion on Tuesday? So it's actually that Rybakina's in the other half of the draw means that... Yeah, I, yeah you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's the Rybakina going into the bottom of the women's draw that really pushes it eager onto Monday. Yeah, which is yeah a shame for her. But I mean, look, it's a bit of a dream draw, isn't it, this? I, I, I can't really see any 
obstacles in, in that run to the quarterfinals. And, you know, in the, even at the quarterfinal stage, the player you're looking at who's shown some good form on grass in the past is Goff, I guess. And Well, we all know how that head-to-head gonna... head goes. Yeah. yeah. In that, is it six and really zero? Six and zero now, right? Twelve sets, or is it seven and zero? Yeah. I can't quite remember. And all it's hard to say anything but semi-finals for Fiontech. Um I mean, that said, this hasn't been her best slam. So, you know, who would have had her going out to a Lee's corner last year? Probably not I many think, people. Uh, but that's more of a tricky draw than anything I can see in mm, this one. I think probably the like. The, if there is a danger, it's the fourth round. Like, her third round slated opponent is Petra Martic. I don't think that is really much to worry about. Um, in the fourth round, you know, if someone like uh, Magdalenetti gets going and gets... Or, or, I mean, Belinda Bencic hasn't been super fit, so we don't really know. Yeah. She's got Katie Swan, a British wildcard in the first round. Uh, should be noted, Harriet Dart is in this uh, section as well against Diane Parry in the first round. Um, I mean... Yeah, I'm sort of clutching at straws to try and find some intrigue in Iga Shontek's first week, but I uh, can't see can't see a lot really. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to see her not making the semis uh, at least. If we drop into section two, which, as you say, George, contains Coco Goff, that is where uh, Iga Shontek's potential quarterfinal opponent will come from. Uh, Goff's got Kenin in the first round, who came through qualifying, um, which is quite funny but it's not actually not the draw of this section venus williams alina svitolina audible gasps in the press room george <laughs> yeah it's a great first round time i mean i think svitolina wins quite comfortably uh for me yeah. i mean venus she played a decent match the other week against um georgi but i don't know she's 43 and has played like a couple of matches this whole year i i, I kind of fancy svitolina in this whole section that's interesting. Um, I mean, that's my rogue tip. Wild cards count as qualifiers now, don't they? In fantasy, is that right? They do. So, yes, indeed. So she, I think she's who I will pick. I'm sure people will go for Venus, and they may well be right that Venus just serves her off the court. But I think Svitolina's got a chance to to at least make third round, possibly. Mm. And if I you get past the third, you fitness, can. I think fitness is the problem for Venus. Really, she she didn't look super fit um, when she lost to Ostapenko. In uh, in Birmingham, and obviously she had a bit of time to turn that around, but I think that would be the the concern in that what is definitely the sort of blockbuster um, on on Monday. You would expect that'll be on centre, probably just straight after Novak Djokovic. You you would think uh, we'll know the schedule probably by Saturday. Um, the would it be the other... first time two wild cards have been on centre facing each other on day one? I mean, that, I, I can't imagine that's happened many times. Surely a British wild card against another high profile wild card. I don't know. I I will ask George. That's a really hard stat to track down because, as you know, the ITF, whenever you go and ask the ITF a question like that, they say, oh, we don't have access to orders of play. So you then have to go to the All England Club and they're like, this is the busiest week of our year. Can you not ask us these really esoteric <laughs> stats questions? Um, so, yeah, the other seeds in that section, uh, Daria Kasatkina, Victoria Azarenka and Elise Mertens, I don't think we're necessarily... I mean, Kasatkina, you know, I always think that she's someone who should play quite well on grass like she yeah. that kind of junky low spin style i think could be quite tricky and and she beat pliskova at eastbourne which i think is not a bad scalp to, to pick up either so yeah maybe maybe she's the one it's a, it's a relatively i mean i've, I've said i think Svitolina could do it but you know goth 
should be looking at that section if she was in form and thinking, I'm going to come through that. But there were players in there that, you know, as you mentioned, Kasakina, seen her play well on the grass before, Azarenka, you know, has Mm. experience, can go deep in slams. I'd, I'd be stunned if Venus went far from a fitness perspective. She might potentially win that first match, but I still think Svitolina should win. And mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, into section three, uh, headed by, well, uh, Jessica Pagula is her name. In the draw, she was called Julia Pagula. Um, <laughs> rather unfortunate misstep of which... Is that a people... better name? I think that is a better name. <laughs> well, it's sort of got a bit of um, internal Julia rhyme. Julia Yeah. <laughs> Um, there are some elements to which that is marginally better. Um, I would say uh, the other seeds in this section, Maya Sharif, uh, Cheng Xinwen and Ludmilla Samsonova. I, I mean, I think this is the most open section of the draw, George. I, I think you could pick any one of these names. You know, <laughs> Alicia Parks, um, Camelia Osorio, Camille Rakimova. And, and I think you can make a case for, a case for almost any of them. Yeah, I'm looking at this like I have no idea who's going to win this section. Samson over, maybe? Well, she has Feels had like she has had good results on grass. She is actually, as we speak, she's still playing in Bad Homburg. Um, she beat Noskova and Tomova in the early rounds. Um, and she did lose first round in Berlin, but to Alexandrova, who's been an absolute beast on grass this year. Um, so I, th- I think she's got a chance. You know, she's obviously someone who has had results on the surface, but I'm... Yeah, I, I, you know, it's Pagula, you could say it's Pagula's to lose. She's world number four. If she really wants to own that position, then she needs to come through sections like that and make the quarters in straight sets. Yeah, but she probably won't. <laughs> but, indeed. <laughs> I look forward to writing a preview on, I don't know, Claire Liu when she gets into the quarterfinals to play, who we expect... Well, I, and again, section four, which is the bottom of the top, I mean, I have no idea who's coming out of this in the same way. The seeds are Kudamatova, Donovekic, Marie Buzkova and Caroline Garcia. I look at it and think that Buzkova should probably quite fancy her chances there. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a draw. I'm just looking at like, oh my word. I'm, I'm thinking purely from fantasy perspective. These are <laughs> the sort of sections you really want to pick in because it's, yeah. like, it's so winnable. Um, but there isn't an obvious name. I mean, Garcia, it, when she was in form at the start of the year, you'd be thinking, yeah, gosh, she's going to fly through this. And then, and, you know, she's had just a, a shocker in the last few months and spoken about kind of loss of confidence. Yeah. I spoke to uh, Caroline Garcia in Eastbourne and I sort of said, oh, you know, you're, you're sticking with this hyper-aggressive. She's like, well, I sort of have to, but it hasn't really been working. That is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, have you ever considered not? And she's like, no, well, I've considered it, but everyone seems to think it's okay. Um, so yeah, she she is someone you you know. I think if she wins two matches, and she's got Katie Volinets and then either Bindle or Fernandez, um, and I don't think Fernandez has got a huge amount to say about grass court tennis. I think if she kind of gets into her stride, then then you might see something. But I watched Buzkova against Had Admire the other week, and she's a canny player, you know, Buzkova and. I think she's got the right tools to be handy on grass. Um, and I think probably is the kind of player who could just quite... You know, she she made the quarterfinals here last year. She knows what she's doing. And I think probably has a half a chance of doing something pretty similar before. So she's the number 32 seed, which puts her in the um, possible bracket for fantasy tennis, where you have to pick either 
well, 17 through 32 seed won from that bracket. I think she might, and I don't know if I've ever picked the number 32 seed, George, um, she might attract my attention in fantasy tennis, I was just... Yeah. I think the other, I mean, the other one I'm kind of erring towards as a potential pick, mainly because of the section, is, is Vekic, who, mm. of course, reached the final in Berlin um, not long ago, losing to Kvistova. You know, I, just, she, I she don't know how. Fit, well I mean, get. she she pulled out of Bad Homburg, but I'm guessing that was because she made Probably the final in Berlin. Matches, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, she beat, you know, if you look at that run there, Rybakina, Butsakari, yeah, yeah. decent wins. Um, just a really tough first round against Zhang Shui, like really experienced player, like quite tricky player. I just think that that might be the, you know, if she comes in a little bit cold and a little bit nervy. Um, she's also got Pam Shriver, I believe, uh, working with her as like a sort of. Well, I hesitate to say coach. I think she said she was helping her when I spoke to her about it. But, um, that seems like the most accurate. Right into the bottom half. Uh, the first section has Onsjabur Anhelina Kalanina, who I hope everyone read my interview with her from a couple of weeks ago. It's, um, I have to say, quite good. And I, I just mean she's a very good talker, and it's a very compelling story. Um, Karolina Pliskova and Petra Kvitova. I mean, that could be a hell of a third-round clash between two Czech players with uh, with grass court credentials. George Pliskova and Kvitova. Yeah, um, this is this is a, a, a tougher section to call for different reasons. In mm. the sense, there are players who feel either in good form or have real pedigree. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of fancy on Stubor still. I think, you know, I, I always say I don't think she'll win a slam, but I do think she's a very, very handy grass court player and could easily go deep here. But there's banana skins, isn't there? I mean, Andrescu potentially third round. You know, you never know which is going to turn up, but that's not a player you want to be mucking around with. Kvitova's um, obviously arrived, having just won a big title. I've said it last week, though. It's very Kvitova, too win a title and then it all go completely wrong when it happens at the slam um, but she's obviously won here before mm. I don't yeah I don't I don't really fancy Kleskova if I'm being honest um, yeah I'd, I'd probably say on Jabor here which is a very boring pick but feels the right one to me yeah I would I would probably agree with you um, I mean she's got Magdalena Fresh in the first round who's got a bit of a habit of you know she's, she's the new Kaya Kanepi George um, I think she's the <laughs> ultimate awkward first round. Now, because Magda Linetti is now seeded, so you can't call her the Kaya Kanepi. And of course, briefly, Kanepi was seeded. Right, let's move down. Uh, keep tripping through here. Uh, section six, Badad, Beatrice had admire Yelena Ostapenko, Bernarda Pera, and Elena Rybakina. I think this is pretty stacked, this this little bit. Yeah, um, Cornet in there as well. Yeah, Tatiana Maria, who obviously went yeah. deep last year. Um, also, our own Katie Bolter. She's got Darius Saville in the first round, and then either Pear yeah. or Tomova. I think she has landed in a very tough section, but a, a sort of nice little sort of of seam it. in it. Yeah, she could yeah. reach third round, I think, quite easily, and then play Elena Rybakina and probably get blown off the court. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, Ostapenko had admire is the slated third round here. Who do you pick if they get each other? I think I pick Ostapenko. Just. It's close, close, isn't it? I think probably it comes down to fitness. Ostapenko retired against Gorgie the other day um, and claiming dizziness. Now, I don't know whether she was just like, ah, Wimbledon's coming up and this is turning into a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a schlep. 
but um, you know, whereas Hadad Meyer, well, she is managing a knee injury. I know that. I think it's knee, but um, I, I just wonder whether you know Hadad Meyer has played all of the basically like all of the longest matches on tour this year and is super fit. Yeah. I think that's going to create an issue. Um, but Rybakina to win the section, we think. Yeah, I think so. Like she's not been very well. Um, she's obviously still struggling with this virus she had in Paris. But when I I, bu- I happened to bump into her just before she pulled out, it's the first time, George, anyone where a player has broken the news to me that they are pulling out in person. Like she, I was like, "Oh, are you playing today or tomorrow?" And she said, "Oh, I'm pulling out of Eastbourne actually." So uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's news." Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, she, she. I said, "Oh, you'd be all right for Wimbledon." No, she said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah. I just need a little bit more time. So, hopefully, she'll be fine." Uh, right into the bottom two uh, eighths: um, Maria Sakari, Madison Keys, Anastasia Potapova, Barbora Krejcikova. Uh, the last of whom plays Heather Watson in the first round. Madison Keys has got Sonny Cartal. Not sure. We're very optimistic about the Brits in uh, those two <laughs> matches. To be, to be, you know, with the greatest of respect to both Krejcikovas. I think already won a title on grass this year, hasn't she? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to make a compelling case for either either winning that. Um, again, there's none of these sections that I'm like, oh, I'm super confident someone's going to win this. Mm. The only one is the objects, really. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Probably, I keep I keep sort of semi backing Krajikova and. She's letting me down at the minute. So I'm kind of at that phase now where I'm, I want to move away from her. But it's a good section, isn't it, really? I mean, I would say. Yeah, I would probably agree with you. Um, I'm struggling to see any like Mira Andreeva is in there, the qualifier and the, the, the young Russian who everyone's so excited about. But I think, you know, first Wimbledon, I don't know if she's ever even really seen a grass court before. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, she's come through qualifying, which, which is no mean feat, but... Um, I would suggest that maybe she's probably going to be uh, finding that pretty tricky, Krajikova, in the uh, in the second round. Right, very finally, um, we will go to the bottom section, where, of course, Arena Sabalenka is um, incumbent. Uh, Karolina Mukhova, the French Open finalist, is in there too. Ekaterina Alexandrova, who's been playing very well on the grass, and Irina Camilia Begu. George, other names that, that popped out at me, Linda Noskova, very highly rated Czech young player, um, Camille Gorgi as well, who who knows what she's doing on grass. Do you see Sabalenka coming out of this with ease? Um, I see her getting to the fourth round with relative ease, I would say. Mm. I think there's a couple of potential bananas. I mean, Makova played really well at the French, and she obviously yeah. beat her. And she's got a game that should be good at grass. Niemeyer's decent player as well yeah, yeah. Um, it's very hard not an easy first round draw for Makova um, but yeah you'd have to think Sabalenka would come through that mm. and really I mean looking at this in the round you'd expect her and Rubikina to kind of meet I mean the main banana thing you'd maybe say is potentially on the Jabor on, on Rubikina's side but you'd, I think I think Sabalenka's fallen in quite a nice to get herself to the 70s, I would say. Well, I just think Alexandrova is going to be a tough one. I mean, you'd rather play her fourth round than third round because, you know, in theory, Sabalenka should have eased herself into the tournament a bit more. But, um, you know, she won the title uh, in... Was it Rosemarlin she won? She beat... 
I'm trying to remember. She beat Kudamatova in the final in Rosmarlin. So, you know, she, she, I think she could be a bit of a threat. But, um, yeah, you'd expect Sabalenka to come through. Right, uh, let's move on to the men's draw, shall we? Uh, as we try and rattle through things here. Um, Carlos Alcaraz, number one seed, world number one, deposing Novak Djokovic by winning Queens. George, I would have said two weeks ago, oh gosh, that's a tricky draw for Carlos Alcaraz. And now he's won Queens, looks like he was born on a grass court already. And I'm just like, well, uh, I, I, I'm struggling to see anyone stopping him other than Djokovic again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously come to Novak's draw. Novak's draw is an absolute gift. I think I, I genuinely cannot see. Him dropping a set reaching the final, to be perfectly honest. Like he, I don't think he could have asked for a better draw. I think Alcaraz is, you know, Rindonet gave him a bit of a decent match in Queens yeah, last sure. week. He wouldn't be that pleased to necessarily play him again. You know, Calvin isn't such a fan of Nicholas Jarry, but he's in really good form and playing some good stuff um, on both the clay and the grass. Um, so I, I don't think that's an easy third round tie even though you know in reality when you're going to face a seed in the third round it's always going to be someone of that ilk you would have thought yeah. um, I mean Menor gave him an okay match but yeah you wouldn't really and see I mean Zverev feels like he should be okay on grass but there's never quite it's quite the movement it. isn't it like he's got yeah. the game for it but I just think he's still not got the confidence in the movement um, and that's yeah. going to hold him back, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So he should uh, come through that Alcaraz, really. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think just, he will probably come through. I think he might drop two sets on route, and I think we might go. Oh, Alcaraz is in the quarters, and he's being tested. You know, he's earned his place there, and and I think that actually is the worst possible outcome for whoever plays him in the quarterfinals, which will be one of, well, uh, from potentially TFO, Dimitrov, Davidovich, Fakina, Rune. Runa, sorry, I've started saying saying it like Calvin says it, Rune. It's Runa. Um, <laughs> and uh, who has George Lofhagen in the first round. We'll, we'll talk to Calvin over the weekend about George Lofhagen. He knows him very well. Um, Francis Tiafo? Is he... I mean, Tiafo Runa is a great fourth round if we get it. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Um, and I hope we do it. I mean, Davidovich Fokin is a very random bloke and he can definitely play on this. I think, um, well, he's junior Wimbledon champion, I believe. Yeah. Um, there's players in there, again, like, I don't like the idea of, like, facing Popper in in round two at Wimbledon. That's yeah. not, like, a, a nice draw on paper. Big server, you know, mm. can get up for kind of early slam matches, even if you're not expecting him to go far, but... Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be great for TFO to have a bit of a run at Wimbledon and get his profile up here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I similarly for similarly for Runa. Um, yeah. 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 I, I watched um, TFO play Djokovic at Hurlingham on Thursday, and Djokovic looked like he'd like spent three weeks preparing for it and was utterly at ease. And TFO looked absolutely knackered, to be honest. Uh, so I, it didn't fill me with. But you know, I mean, TFO often looks knackered, and and it, it can be a bit of a a bit of a possum uh, situation, I, I think, but I don't know. We'll see. I apologise for the wind, uh, listeners. This is, this is what you get with uh, snap pods, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, Grigor Dimitrov in the third round could be quite tricky if he's playing well. He knows his way around a grass court, but yeah, other than that, I'm not 
And yeah, as you say, I think if TFO gets to the fourth round or even the quarters, um, then I think he will have earned his place there a bit like Alcaraz. Um, just for, for listeners at home, I've got a lovely view of George now, which is sort of him flat on his back on his bed and staring down at him. This is <laughs> this is the view his girlfriend gets, I believe. Um, right, into section three. Uh, Daniil Medvedev, who's playing uh, Brit Arthur Ferry, Talon Grexport, uh, Francisco Charundolo, and Tommy Paul. Uh, we've also got Milos Ryanich in here, although I don't know how fit he is. Well, I know how fit he is, and he's not super fit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, George, I, I, I'm quite tempted to pick Tommy Paul here, albeit he is the number 16 seed, which puts him in the bottom of the probables bracket. Um, but I think he has got a game for grass. He likes it. He likes coming forward. He likes volleying. Um, he's played quite a lot on grass. He went and played Stuttgart. He played Queens. He's at Eastbourne this week. Am I, am I trying to talk myself into a mistake? <laughs> um, I don't, not necessarily a mistake. I think you're right. He's got some um, decent opponents here. I mean, look, if this was five years ago and he was facing Ryan in round two, you'd be like, absolutely no chance. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's he's not. He's not. Yeah. I still think Medvedev should be doing well enough on grass to win this section. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Medvedev, Tommy Paul would be a decent fourth round. Yeah, I think we'd, we'd take that. Middle Sunday or something. Uh, well, this is the top half, so yeah. Uh, no, so it can't be Middle Sunday, it would be Middle Monday. Uh, into Cam Norrie's section where there are three Brits Cam Norrie number 12 seed takes on Thomas Mahatch fellow seeds Sebastian Corder Ben Shelton Stefan Tsitsipas and Andy Murray faces Ryan Penniston in the first round and then either Dominic Team or Stefan Tsitsipas George, <laughs> it's a great they, draw isn't it <laughs> they put all the players we talk about in the same little corner of the draw <laughs> I really like this part of the draw it's probably my favourite bit um, I mean you have to think Murray's going to win that first match yeah. Like, as that would be a major surprise if he didn't. I think we're about to have this test of where Andy Murray is, really. You know, Sissipas, second two. round of a slam. I think he can win that. But that's and I, <laughs> that, that even as the person who's been poo pooing Andy Murray's chances at Wimbledon against top players, Sissipas is in no form on grass. You know, he's really played quite poorly. Um, I don't know. It feels winnable, which is crazy in some ways to say it because it's still mm. a kind of a top five seed um, at the slam and maybe Sissipas is just going to be too strong for him and we'll really see what Murray's level is. But I, I think Murray will really fancy his chances of reaching the third round. And then, you know... Ben Shelton. Someone like, well, maybe Maxime Cressy is uh, another yeah. one that could um, be quite an interesting... To, like three years ago, or not three, but like... In his previous incarnation, Murray would eat up Maxime Cressy, but John Isner chopped him up quite recently here. Yeah, and I just I don't know. It, it's a fascinating draw. Um, yeah. Do you give Cam Norrie any chance against Sebastian Corder in the third round? I mean, I think Corder's my fifth whole section. To be honest, yeah, um, I agree. I I, I think he, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. It's just always a question with him: of, is he fit enough? Yeah to go deep in the slams and Norrie definitely is and that's that's where that battle really comes down to for me well, um, Norrie did really well last year but mm. I think well, Corder's a step too far probably 
for for news of Sebastian Corder's physical transformation, keep your eyes on my Twitter feed and inews.co.uk and the i newspaper because I have interviewed Sebastian Corder and he's told Excellent. me all about his work with uh, Jez Green and Mark Bender, who used to work with both of whom used to work with Andy Murray actually. Um, so you can uh, read a bit more about that. Uh, right. Into the bottom half: Yannick Sinner, Dan Evans, uh, Yoshihito Nishioka, and Taylor Fritz. This is a tricky one, George. I mean, in th- I. Maybe just because I've interviewed him recently and I really like him and Taylor Fritz. Yeah. Good, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's him or Sinner, isn't it, really, I think. Sinner yeah. um, did pretty well last year. I mean, I'd uh, love Evo to, to have a run, but, I mean, he's just playing so badly at the moment and he would he would agree with that. Um, he's got a draw to get to the third round even so, though, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, there's cool. very willable matches. Quintan Alice and then either Vukic or Altmaier. I mean, I, I think he would win both of those, one in four, one in five. Um, that feels like the kind of way that might go. And then, yeah, sort of bow out to Sinner, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll see exactly how that uh, how that pans out. But yeah, Taylor Fritz or Yannick Sinner, that'll be the fourth round clash, hopefully, and, and quite a popular one, I would suggest. Uh, section six, we've got Borna Chorich, Roberto Batista Agut, Denis Shapovalov, Kasper Rood. Um, so what we've got here, George, is four players <laughs> who we, we we think all of them have their own merits, and none of them we think play well on grass. So uh, well, Liam Brody, think Shapovalov, here he comes. <laughs> I think Shapovalov does play well on grass. He's just not playing well. Full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true enough. Yeah, um, and but a massive. If, if there is a slam, he's going to turn it around. This is a good chance, really. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I think he will. He's got to be looking at this draw and thinking, "I can, I can win this section." Yeah. Um, yeah. I whether he does is another question. It'll probably end up being Batista Goose or something. Just you know, who's consistent enough to come through it? But a- anyone tempted by Borna Chorich, Um I would Don't just, think. I yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I think Borna Chorich would struggle to be tempted by Borna Chorich. Uh I spoke to him the other day, and he he basically just expressed his disdain for all things green and grassy um <laughs> he was just like yeah i'm here aren't i um <laughs> so yeah moving on um so sorry who are you picking to win that section shapovalov <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh okay we're on the fence tentatively maybe i think we're gonna have a rogue one out of this lloyd harris yeah possible there you go it's big serving south african uh, section seven: Rublev, uh, Kyrgios, Bublik, and Orjuralia seem. Uh, oh, who knows, George? We don't know how half of these players. We don't know how fit they are. Yeah, um, this is a really tough section to call. I mean, it probably the safest pick is Rublev from the perspective of he's the most consistent and always the highest ranked player. <laughs> the highest ranked player, um, Kyrgios. I don't know if he likes that match with Goffin in no, some way. Scrapper, like, yeah. I don't, that feels like a long match with someone who's not very fit. But it's a good second round draw. I mean, it'd be a great third round, wouldn't it? Kyrgios Rublev, yeah, be a really good early match. And then, um, and then we we could go Kyrgios Rublev, Kyrgios Ozdravalyasim, or Kyrgios Bublik, which would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kyrgios Bublik in the fourth round would be actually it would be a joke, like <laughs> like. It would just be tank on tank. It would be all-out tank warfare, um, <laughs> which maybe we don't need any more of. But 
Um, no, no love for Felix Auger Aliassime? In a similar bracket, he definitely can win this section. I think if he was in any kind of form, I probably would pick him to win this section. Um, but again, he's not, is he? So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd pick Kyrgios if he was fit. Hands yeah. down, he's the best grass court player in there. But um... I, I might be tempted to go for a real pin stick in this section, like someone you re- like. I don't know, Aslan Karatsev, um, like just. It could go really rogue, that section. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the section that definitely won't go rogue, uh, Mazzetti, <laughs> uh, the man who was called at the draw, Herbert Herkatch, uh, Thomas Martinez Javeri, and one Novak Djokovic. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you Djokovic projected draw, uh, George, which is, and this is projected by me, uh, Pedro Kashin, Jordan Thompson, Stan Wawrinka, Hubert Herkatch, Nick Kyrgios, Taylor Fritz, like it. It's sort of weird because, like, Kashin is such a softball first round, but then Jordan Thompson, that's a really tough second round. And, like, similarly, Stan Wawrinka, if he stays fit and, you know, is hitting the ball well, a really tough round. But, I don't know, maybe I'm just clutching at straws for some intrigue around Djokovic in the first week. Yeah, I mean, Wawrinka on grass, I, I think he can lose first round, to be honest, to Rui Savori. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't see any interest in this, this section at all. all right. Okay. I'd be absolutely stunned if it's anyone but Novak Djokovic coming out of that. Yeah. And given the issues with the players in the, the section above, I mean, if they did have issues, I'd still be back in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> short, win it, it? short answer. See you two weeks on Sunday, Novak. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I would agree with you. Right, I know we've both got to run off, George. Um, we will reconvene on Sunday. We'll start doing our predictions. I'll launch Fancy Tennis today. Uh, we'll get Calvin back on Sunday as well. Uh, in the meantime, please do make sure you come back for that. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.